Turn with me to Revelation chapter 20, and we're going to begin reading with the first verse as we have been, and and just uh, listen so carefully as we continue to go down through this this thousand year period because there's an awful lot of things that's going on during this uh, this period of time, uh, the what we call the millennial reign of of, of Christ. Revelation chapter 20, beginning to read with verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. And cast him into the bottomless pit, shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more till a thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark, upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, on on which the power of the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. When a thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison, and shall go out to, to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city. Fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophets are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And then we come to the great white throne And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. We'll stop with the reading there. Begin with prayer. Father, thank you that we have the opportunity to not only enjoy the reading of the word and the studying of the word during Sunday school and the Sunday school classes, but also we can return now and read these precious words, come back tonight and enjoy the study in the Gospel of John. and It's just a joy, Father, to be able to open your precious word. It's a joy to be able to take your word and put it across the airways that, that the folks outside these four walls can hear and hopefully prayerfully will hear, will listen, and will respond to the call that you give them through your precious word by your Holy Spirit. So please, dear Lord, just guide and lead us each and every day. Direct us through this study today. Show us the, the, the proper understanding of these words. Just guide us now, Father, please. 
I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We have looked at these verses of Scripture. We have, as we've uh, spoken last time we were together and even the time before, that there are six times that the mention of 1,000 years is, is spoken of here. I want us to understand this and, and have a, a full understanding of it. Um, right after I was saved, Susan and I um, uh, made a long trip in a 64 Volkswagen over to her aunt and uncle's in Rantoul. And we were sitting there on the couch, and I can still see Aunt Esther come up. And she said, Larry, I've been saved a long time, but will you explain the end times to me? <laughs> I just got saved. And so we started out, and we backed up with this is the church age right now, and you just picture yourself just being saved, a young student of the Word of God, never taught any of this. And so in my mind, I said, okay, now we're in the church age. Now the next thing is the rapture. Yeah, yeah, the next thing is the rapture. So then I'm sitting there and I said, now the church is going to be raptured. And there's going to be then seven years of tribulation of a terrible time here upon this earth. And then at the end of that is the battle of Armageddon. And then after that, there's going to be a thousand-year reign of Christ. And that input was enough. And I was very appreciative that was enough. Because if they would have asked me, well, Satan's bound. What about Satan? I wouldn't have had the slightest idea. They said, what happened to those that were martyred during the tribulation period in relationship to the millennial reign of Christ? I wouldn't have had the slightest idea. So we're here today that we can settle it once and for all so that when you go to a family get-together, you'll have the answer. You can sit there, let me tell you. Here is the way it is. And you can give them a full understanding. We know, according to this, the second verse, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is called the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Okay. Now that makes all kinds of sense. That Satan is bound. Wonderful. I wish, I wish God would bound him right and bind him right now. But he will be bound for a thousand years. Now, in summary, and we're going to come back to this. We jump to verse 4. 
Then we have, and I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or upon their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So now, number one, we have Satan bound at the very, very end of the tribulation period, right before the millennial reign of Christ starts, right before that thousand years. Satan is bound and, and, and cast into the pit, and he is secured that he cannot be released until God releases him. So that's the, the, the first point. At the same time, then, almost immediately... The reign of Christ begins. It's the same thousand years that Satan is bound. The same thousand years then we're going to enjoy his presence here upon this earth for a thousand years. So that's the second. And then we find in verse 5, again we're going to come back on all these things, but in verse 5, the rest of the dead lived not until the thousand years were finished. So all those that were born again were raptured, were raised, received their glorified bodies at the right before the tribulation started. Seven years tribulation, thousand year reign of Christ. Those that refused to come by faith to the Lord Jesus their souls are still in the pit of hell and their bodies are still in the grave. They have not moved. They have not for a thousand years. So it's a thousand years longer, actually a thousand seven years for us, for the church, before they will be raised and judged. And we have that in verse but the rest of the dead live not again because you see they have no part of the first resurrection that's the easiest way to kind of divide this we are part of the first resurrection our Lord Jesus is the first of the resurrection and we are a part of that all born again believers are part there is a second resurrection of which we have no part. So keep that in mind, the first resurrection. Verse 6, Blessed and holy is he that hath part of the first resurrection. On such the second death. The second death. So whenever the, 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 the white, great white throne judgment comes to take place, there is a time of total separation from God. And that will be the second death. Now we're going to die once. Possibly. Jesus takes us. We won't even have to die once. But we could face death the first time. A physical death. But we will never face a spiritual death. And this death that we're talking about here in verse 6 
is a second death, a spiritual death, a total and complete separation from God for eternity. Cast into the lake of fire. Believers have part of the first resurrection. Believers have no part of the second resurrection, nor of the second death. That's for the lost. That's for those that have died without. Now there's going to be something take place at the end of the in that seventh verse. Satan's going to be loose for a season. Now again, we're going to we're going to talk about that here just a little bit. Loose for a season. Question could be asked, why? He's bound. Not a soul has been tempted for a thousand years. Millions have been born during the thousand years. There's no mention of death during the millennial reign of Christ. So whoever walks into the millennial reign out of the tribulation period saved will live that thousand years. And there will be multitudes, literally millions born during this thousand year period that Jesus is ruling and reigning upon this earth. That thousand years. With no temptation from the devil. We can't imagine that. We can't imagine. How, how did Jesus tempt Eve? I'm sorry. How did Satan? Good question. See, you know, I could say I was just checking to see if you were listening, but I wasn't. <laughs> How did Satan tempt Eve? He started out by misquoting the scripture. He didn't have to misquote it cuz Eve did. He said, he said, you know, you're not to eat it and you're not to touch it. And then Satan threw out to Eve that she could have a special power and glory. Promised her literally the world. See, it's no different than when Satan tempted Jesus. He tempted Jesus with a world that Jesus already possessed. With wealth he already had. So you see, Satan has never changed. Because he tempts us with wealth, with power. with He, he, he gets our pride going. I can't imagine, I, I cannot imagine a period of time that that temptation is not present. I, I, can't, I can't imagine that. But there's going to be a period of a thousand years, almost a thousand years, that Satan is not going to be here. He's going to be bound and he's going to be in a place secured that, that, that he cannot tempt one single soul. But as the scripture tells us, God has no respect. He is not a respecter of persons. So you see, 
God could not be God if he didn't lose Satan for a short period of time to tempt all those that are here upon this earth during that millennial reign. So he's loose for a short time. And they will have an opportunity to say no or to do like Lot did when he looked upon the green valleys and down upon Sodom and Gomorrah and his eyes said, I like what I see. And he made the wrong decision. We are told by the word of God that multitudes will follow the devil. Out of those millions that are born during that period of time of that 1,000 years, never being tempted, witnessing the Lord Jesus' power, witnessing his authority, being right there with him with the people, and yet they still will reject him as their Savior. Because you see, every individual during the millennial reign of Christ must come by faith to Jesus just like we do. The Holy Spirit will convict their heart, and they will have to say, yes, I'm a sinner, and yes, I want Jesus as my Savior. But they're going to have this perfect life, no temptation of the devil until he is loose for a season. That's why. That's why he is loosed for a season. Because he has to tempt all those just like you and I are tempted, Or God wouldn't be fair. God wants, him to, wants folks to serve him, love him, trust him by choice. Us coming by faith to him, not commanded. A lot of things have taken place that Satan is responsible for and events that have taken place. We know that during the tribulation, Babylon's going to fall. During the tribulation period is the, major, uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb. The close of the tribulation will be the battle of Armageddon. Then we find that the beast and the false prophet are cast into the lake of fire. Then he binds Satan up, seals him for a thousand years. After all this is when he's loosed. That's when he's loosed. Everyone must make a choice. How long this period of time, we don't know. But it'll be long enough for him to find multitudes to follow him. Now, with that summed up to that place, let's come back to verse 4. And I saw thrones that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls, and look at the, look at the description here. The souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, for the word of God, 
which had made a choice not to worship the beast, even though it cost them their life. Neither his image, neither had they received the mark on their foreheads or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Now, you can go back this afternoon and turn to Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, because you'll find that Daniel saw these same thrones. The difference was that in, in, in the word of God states, till the thrones were cast down. Now, it actually means till the thrones were placed. Daniel is coming to the door of the millennial reign. He is at the front door of the the beginning of the millennial reign, just at the beginning of it, and these thrones are established. So it's the same thrones that's spoken of in in verse 4, and I saw thrones and they sat up on them. So we have two groups of people here, that are going to be a part of the ruling and reigning with the Lord Jesus, lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Who is going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ during the thousand-year millennial reign as far as ruling and reigning? It will be you and I. It will be the church. And it will be those that are martyred during the tribulation period. That is the two groups that's going to be. Some believe that it involves the Old Testament saints. I believe it's just the church and those that were martyred during the tribulation period. We go from the word soul to they lived and reigned. And it's believed that that's when those that were martyred received their glorified bodies. It's that transition from one to the other. And so they they all are part of the first resurrection. They're all part of the first resurrection. Not a part of the second resurrection, the first resurrection, the martyred saints during the tribulation period are still part of that resurrection. So we find that they will rule and reign that thousand years. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 and 14 help us to understand that it is just the beginning of the millennial reign. They sat on them, and judgment was given unto them. And again, I believe that it's the bride of Christ, the Lord, Jesus, the, the church, and these those that were martyred during the tribulation period. You can go back to Revelation chapter six, verses nine through eleven because that's where you're going to find those that had been martyred that were underneath the altar. And what did he say? He said, 
Not yet. Judgment can't come yet. We've got some more that's going to have to be martyred. More that's going to have to die. And you'll find that. What a description. It tells of their suffering. Beheaded. Those who refuse to worship the beast. Those who refuse to take the mark of the, of the beast. All those faced one thing. And that's to be slaughtered. Verse 5. The rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Here is the first time we find a time period set between the judgments. Between the resurrections, I'm sorry, between the resurrections, the opportunity of coming by faith to the Lord Jesus and the rapture of the church and the millennial reign, uh, the the, uh, tribulation period, those saints, and then the millennial reign comes between the resurrection of the saved and the resurrection of the lost. The two are between. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18 speaks of the resurrection of the righteous. At the end of the age, only then will the wicked be raised and appear before the great white throne judgment. Many people there believe there is a general resurrection. There is not. There is no general time when the saved are judged here and the lost are judged at the same time. There is a thousand years between the two. Now, we're going to start here next week because I want to go back to John chapter 5, and you can go back there and read it ahead of time if you'd like. Start with the 24th verse and read down through verse 29. John 5, 24 through 29. Because it speaks, the hour is not yet come. That's the verses you're going to find. And so, in right in that same cluster of verses, it speaks of those that are good and those that are evil. And so we're going to rightly divide that to help you understand that there is a thousand years between there. And so I think those are the verses that probably confuse people and cause them to think that that the two judgments are side by side. And so, um, but I hope that we can help you. But please uh, read from uh, John chapter 5, verse 24 through to John chapter 5, verse 29. And I think that'll help you to see that. And we'll talk about that next week. That's where we'll start. Understand, there's a lot of things going on during this thousand-year reign of Christ. Some things are going on at the very end when Satan is loosed. But at the close of that thousand years, things come to an end very quickly. The joy for the saved and the damnation for the lost, those that reject the Lord Jesus.
Victory for one and defeat for the other. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for your power and for your strength. And Please, Father, just give us that strength each and every day. As, as we walk, we, we need your physical strength to, to sustain us. And we need your your spiritual strength and your wisdom. And I ask, Father, that you just speak to all of our hearts. Help us to understand what's coming. You didn't you didn't keep this secret. You've shown us what. Why are we studying it? We're you know, it's it's because we need to take the good news of salvation to those that are lost, so they don't have to go through. The, the judgment of the lost and spend eternity in hell. We need to know what's coming. We need to know about the tribulation. We need to know about the the first resurrection. And we need to know about the the uh, second resurrection, the resurrection of the dead. We need to we need to understand these things. Help us, Father. Take the words today and just make it clear, Father. Please. Not my words, but your words, Father. Please. Bless us with your power and your strength. Speak to hearts now, Father. If folks here don't know you, they say, oh my, don't leave here without coming by faith to you. And for us, Father, the do, there's, there's going to be an opportunity of, of receiving rewards not to put in our treasury not to put in our bank but that we can store those up and then lay them at the at, at your son the lord jesus's feet please help us to be busy about your work i pray this in jesus name amen